0: This is the closest you can get to that experience. So sit back, tune in, and enjoy the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. I'll make you maybe next time around. Tonight we're going to return to Twickenham Studios for Volume 5 of the Get Back Sessions, the Classics. After the Beatles completed work on the White Album, on October 17, 1968, the group took a two-and-a-half-month break before beginning their next project, but many believe that it was too soon after the somewhat tense sessions that they undertook to create their first and only double album. The Beatles had left for Rishikesh India in February of that year, but were not the same Beatles when they returned. Starr left after a week, McCartney after a month, and Lennon and Harrison after two months. Once they returned, it was apparent that they were not seeing eye to eye. Not only had they grown apart after the Rishikesh experience, there was a new visitor at the sessions who would become a permanent fixture at EMI, Twickenham and Apple Studios for the remainder of the Beatles' career, Yoko Ono. Things got so bad at one point that Starr quit for nearly two weeks after McCartney's bossiness got to him. Although the album was a success after its release in November of 68, the Beatles were enjoying their time apart. But after two and a half months, McCartney felt that they needed to regroup for the next big idea. As was common since 1967, that idea came from McCartney. On January 2nd, 1969, the group reconvened in Twickenham Studios, the same place they had filmed much of A Hard Day's Night five years earlier, to be filmed rehearsing new material for a proposed live concert and television program. After working with director Michael Lindsay Hogg on the promo films for Hey Jude and Revolution in September of 68, it seemed like a good idea to use them for the Get Back Project. Lennon had also worked with the director during his appearance on the Rolling Stones' Rock and Roll Circus in 68, and after spending time with Bob Dylan and the band in Woodstock, New York, even Harrison was excited about the prospect of playing together as a band again. But after such a tense atmosphere during the White Album sessions, which concluded only 11 weeks prior, Old Wounds were soon opened, and within eight days, the guitarist would quit the Beatles. The three remaining Beatles continued to work for another two days before a meeting was held to discuss the future of the band. They decided that their idea of a big live show would need to be reduced to a live show for the camera, and after a week-long break, the group met at Apple Studios on Savile Row for the remainder of the project. Many people think that the get-back sessions were a complete disaster and that the group weren't getting along at all, but one only needs to listen to the nearly hundred hours of studio tape to see that there were many moments of camaraderie. Some of the best times they had during those 20 days of rehearsing, recording, and filming were when they returned to their roots and played the rock and roll covers that the group had played in their earliest days. Throughout the proceedings, they would often play half-hearted versions of some of their favorite songs, but would frequently forget lyrics and play incomplete versions of these classics, but overall they seemed to be genuinely having a good time. On January 3rd, the second day of the sessions, the Beatles played a number of cover tunes, including Elvis Presley's All Shook Up, which will start our show will follow with Carl Perkins' Your True Love, and then a Perkins song that Elvis also covered, Blue Suede Shoes. They then moved on to a song that they played at their failed Decca audition seven years and two days earlier on New Year's Day, 1962. Three Cool Cats was a 1958 song written by Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller, and was originally recorded by the Coasters as the B-side of their hit single Charlie Brown. Harrison sang lead with some energetic backing vocals from Lennon and McCartney on their original take, And they reprise these roles for this slower version, which they perform admirably, making it to a full ending.
1: Sous-titrage And the cement <laughs>
0: Sing, walk, <don't> run. <laughs> Next up, McCartney leads the band through a slightly slower version of Little Richard's Lucille, which they had performed not only live in their early days, but also for their BBC radio shows. They follow with an instrumental that was part of their early stage repertoire, the Third Man theme, from the soundtrack of the 1949 film of the same name starring Orson Wells and Joseph Cotton. The tune was originally released in the U.K., where it was known as the Harry Lime theme. Following its release in the U.S. the next year, it spent 11 weeks at number one on Billboard's U.S. Best Sellers in Stores chart. A guitar version by Guy Lombardo, as well as four other versions, charted in the U.S. during 1950, collectively selling 40 million copies.
1: Oh, baby, don't do me no- inside and my friends a it, but all they live time, Lucia. That's <laughs> who <laughs> so says in Alley Cat. <laughs> Have you heard? <laughs>
0: We're back with Volume 5 of the Get Back Sessions, The Classics. Although they can't remember all the words, Harrison, Lennon, and McCartney next turn in a joyful version of Sam Cooke's Bring It On Home To Me, followed by Harrison taking the lead on a spirited version of Marvin Gaye's Hitchhike, the song that most likely inspired the the four-on-the-floor cowbell used on You Can't Do That, which Lennon mistakenly credited to Wilson Pickett. They finish off this round of rock and roll classics with a complete performance of The Hippie Hippie Shake, A Chan Romero song that the band had played a number of times on BBC Radio.
2: 43 take one, 43 take one.
0: lunch break, the group jumps back into rehearsal with a series of cover songs, starting with Larry Williams' short Fat Fanny, led by Harrison, followed by Midnight Special, originally by Lead Belly and covered by Lonnie Downing. Should we learn another one? A new one.
1: Then what should we do next? we L- 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 L-
0: After the weekend off, the Beatles returned to Twickenham on Monday, January 6th, and also returned to more covers. We'll start with Harrison once again leading the group through a song, this time Smokey Robinson's The Tracks of My Tears. After that, we'll hear two songs the Beatles recorded for EMI: Larry Williams' 1958 classic, Dizzy Miss Lizzie, recorded in 65 for Help, and Barrett Strong's Money, recorded in 1963 for the Beatles sophomore release with the Beatles. We'll close this part of the show with Jerry Lee Lewis's Fools Like Me from 1959. Although Lennon isn't mic'd for the majority of these songs, they serve as a spotlight for Harrison's wah guitar. Enjoy. Bye. Back with Volume 5 of the Get Back Sessions, the classics. The Beatles return to a Carl Perkins tune that they played at both their failed DECA audition in 62 and on BBC Radio in 63, sure to fall. Lennon and McCartney harmonize nicely and actually remember the words to this 1956 classic originally sung by Perkins' brother Jay. Harrison then continues with another Perkins song, Right String Wrong Yo-Yo, although it's apparent that McCartney doesn't remember many of the words to this one once he joins in. We'll follow with Gene Vincent's bebop from 1956. The Beatles were huge fans of Gene Vincent, and during the Quarrymen Beatles' existence, they played a total of at least 14 of his songs in live shows. So when they got to spend time with their idol in Hamburg in 62, they were elated, and there were some wild times to be had.
1: What was that Carl Bergen song that we always used to do the country? Sink Slate 78.
0: going to close the show with a rather spirited take on Chuck Berry's rock and roll music from January 7th. The song was originally recorded in May of 57 and released in September, and not only reached number 6 on Billboard's R&B singles chart, but peaked at number 8 on the Billboard Top 100 chart before year's end, but had no chart success in the UK. It was released on a London American single in December of 57 and on the Reelin' and Rockin' EP in March of 59. Whether it was a U.K. hit or not didn't matter to the Beatles, and they began playing the song in 1959, featuring it heavily in their sets in Hamburg and Liverpool. They only performed it for one BBC radio appearance, Saturday Club's December 26th show, after they recorded it when they were short on original material for their fourth LP, Beatles for Sale, in 1964. The song was also part of their set list on their final tour in 1966, and their June 30th performance from their show at the Budokan was shown in the Beatles anthology.
2: Slate 127, camera A, roll 65.
0: Well, that's it for this time, Beatles fans. I hope you enjoyed Volume 5 of the Get Back Sessions, The Classics. I'm Anthony Robostelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, Volume 1, 1962-1963, and the Steely Dan FAQ, all that's left to know about this elusive band. Tune in to hear more deconstructed mixes of classic Beatles songs, solo cuts, live tracks, and much, much more. You can pick up the books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or any of your favorite booksellers. And you can pick up my new CD, The Steely Dan Sessions, Interpretations of Unrealized Classics, at anthonyrobostelli.com, CD Baby, iTunes, or you could stream it on Spotify or any of your favorite providers. You can also stream past shows on Podbean and iTunes. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, ShadyBearBKLYN, and like the Facebook page for I Want to Tell You and The Steely Dan FAQ. See you next time.